0: Yo, this is after Rose of Guns Roses.
1: Hey, this is Carmen Alexa.
0: Hi, this is Girl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal double G. Hi,
1: this is Don Salad.
0: Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot.
1: The Sports Beat. is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat.
0: Download the podcast now.
1: You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge good morning all you sports fans welcome to the sports feed with richard holdridge i am your host richard holdridge happy to be here on this tuesday morning We've got a great show for you. I have Ginny Fisher on as a special guest. I have a huge announcement to make on this show before I start. This podcast will be broadcasted on 99.1 WQEE in Noonan, Georgia. This will be aired five times a week, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Afternoon drive. This is groundbreaking as I just passed my two-year anniversary, has had over 300 episodes, and I am very excited. I'm also excited about this week because for the first time on the show, I have a guest every day. So the lineup is out. Rob Frazier was on the show yesterday. Jenny Fisher is going to be on the show today. Tomorrow, Brad Page, my former co-host of the Up All Night show, will be on the show tomorrow. Thursday, Eric Taylor will be on the show. We're going to talk everything soccer and Gabe Reynolds will be on the show on Friday. We're going to preview the Super Bowl. It's going to be great. So we got a great show for you. I'm going to lead with Columbus State coming back from a 17-point deficit and beat Albany State 78-75. to 75. What a shot by Langston Gather. And Columbus State is now 14-6. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks as Trey Young takes the night off. Hawks lose on a back-to-back as the Raptors beat Atlanta 106-100. to 100. And Baylor survives a scare in college basketball. This will also be the first episode of my Bracketology, so you don't want to miss it. As the calendar turns to February, and tomorrow is National Signing Day and Groundhog Day, as we've got a Super Bowl coming up in two weeks. The Los Angeles Rams taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is the fifth appearance for the Rams in a Super Bowl. Remember... Three years ago, they lost to the New England Patriots 13-3 in Atlanta. But now the Rams are a four-point favorite over the Cincinnati Bengals, trying to become the first Los Angeles football team to win a major championship since 1983. I don't count the XFL in 2001. Yes, the Los Angeles Express won the million-dollar game against the San Francisco Demons. I get it, but no. The Los Angeles Rams trying to win the Super Bowl. And they're favored. The matchup I'm really interested to see is that offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals going up against that ferocious defensive line for the Rams. Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Leonard Floyd. They got a lot of underrated players. They got their two superstars, Von Miller and Aaron Donald, but they do have some underrated players. All right, so let's get right into the show. I want to talk about Columbus State because they went on the road to Albany, Georgia last night. The broadcast sounded great. Scott Miller with the play-by-play and the excitement from his voice. I wish I could get that audio clip. Hopefully I could get it because Langston-Gather shoots a three at the buzzer. Columbus State came down. They came back from a 17-point deficit. Langston-Gather with the three-point shot, and Columbus State wins the ball game on the road, 78-75. One of the most exciting games that Columbus State has had in recent years. Christian Chambers led all scores for the Cougars with 22 points, but it was the shot by Langston Gather that put Columbus State on top, and they are now 14-6 overall, 5-5 in the Peach Belt Conference, and they will take on South Carolina Aiken this Wednesday night at the Lumpkin Center Tip-off will be at 7.30. The Lady Cougars will tip-off at 5.30. So, as always, you can listen to the game on 88.5 WCUZ as Scott Miller will bring the play-by-play. I've been to a game already. I want to come out to another game, and I appreciate what Scott Miller has done, a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Just congratulations to him. I would love to get involved with Columbus State Athletics. I'm really excited about baseball season because this Friday is the home opener I'm really excited about the Columbus State baseball season. They are favored to win the Peach Belt Conference this year as the highly ranked Columbus State Cougars. They will travel to Livingston, Alabama on February the 4th to take on the University of West Alabama. And that will be a three-game series. Their first home game at Ragsdale Park at Burger King Field will be February the 8th against Albany State. And as always... You can listen to Scott Miller with the play-by-play. I'm really looking forward to hearing him do baseball. As I try to find out what next job I'm going to do after basketball season and when the Columbus Rapids end their season, this is what's on the schedule for me. I call my final game this Thursday for Russell County as they will take on Barber County. Barber County is a 2A school, a really small school up the road. It's really their geographical rival. It's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Have a week off from the Rapids. We'll be calling the Fayetteville Fury game next week, February the 10th. And that game can be watched on the National Indoor Soccer League's YouTube channel and Beam 7. All right, last night in the National Basketball Association, the Atlanta Hawks dropped the contest to the Toronto Raptors, 106-100. to They were playing on a back-to-back after an emotional win over the Lakers. They snapped a seven game winning streak, and the Atlanta Hawks are 24 and 26. They're currently a half game above the New York Knicks for that 10th and final playoff spot. Remember that the playoffs have expanded, and they would be in the play in game. What happens in the NBA playoffs seven plays eight, and nine plays 10. The winner of the seven and eight gets the seventh seed, then eight plays the winner of nine and 10, and they get the eighth seed. So right now, if they were able to win the play-in game, they would get at least the eighth seed if they win two games. That's how the playoffs work. And so the Atlanta Hawks will take on the Phoenix Suns this Thursday night on TNT, the best team in the NBA. That should be a hot ticket at State Farm Arena. You got the best team in the NBA. You got superstars Chris Paul and Devin Booker coming to Atlanta. I hope that the fans show out for that. How many Transplant Suns fans are there in Atlanta? College basketball last night. We had an almost upset. Baylor was trailing most of the game against West Virginia, but they're able to pull it out 81-77, to trying to bounce back. They dropped in the rankings after losing to Alabama over the weekend. We also had Duke having no problem on the road against Notre Dame. And now it's time to for my first episode of Bracketology. It's February 1st. We are about a month and a half away from Selection Sunday. So this is where I'm really going to get into the NCAA and March Madness. Hopefully, when it comes to Selection Sunday, you'll be able to fill out your brackets. My first four number one seeds. There's no surprise. Auburn, Gonzaga, UCLA, and Purdue. Kentucky has gone up to five in the ranks. I project that it's going to be Auburn and Kentucky in the SEC Championship game. If Kentucky was able to pull off the upset, I believe that Auburn and Kentucky would both get number one seeds. It depends on what they do in conference play. But my locks for the number one seeds is Auburn, Gonzaga, and UCLA. Purdue, Kentucky, Houston all up in the air. And don't count out Arizona, because if Arizona is able to upset UCLA in the Pac 12 championship, I think Arizona gets a number one seed. But you got a lot of good college basketball teams right now. And now it's time for Bubble Watch. Here are the teams that are on the bubble. I'm going to start with the four teams that are going to be the last four in. And this is according to ESPN.com, Joe Lenardi, and that whole bracketology thing. I'm going off of their bracketology. This is not my bracketology. The last four in, San Diego State, Florida, Creighton, and Wyoming. The first four out. These four teams are projected not to make the NCAA tournament. They're going to need some help in the regular season. We got a month left to go in the regular season. They got to do well in the conference tournaments. Rob is not going to like this. West Virginia is one of the first four outs. Yes, if they would have beat Baylor, they would help their case. But you got West Virginia, you got Oregon. A very talented team. Mississippi State, they got a lot of work to do in the SEC if they want to get into this tournament in Florida State. Some talented teams are not going to make the NCAA tournament. They always make the NIT as number one seeds. And I think it's time that we bring on Jenny Fisher. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, I will have Jenny Fisher on the show. Stick around. Welcome back to the show jenny fisher once again after a heartbreaking loss by the san francisco 49ers looking forward to talking with you jenny because i want to know what's going through your mind with things that were going through my mind after sunday's game i couldn't sleep i was shocked i was also disgusted i was sick to my stomach i mean really what was going through your mind
0: so i have to take back everything that I thought because I thought the second half was really where we are going to come, come out on top and for them to get 13 points in the fourth quarter that talk about heartbreaking. I don't know about you, but I mean, talk about a Monday morning. You don't look forward to the first thing I did. One, I had to stay off that sports network. Cause you know, they were tearing up our boys and two, we are less than two weeks away from opening day <laughs> from when the the pitchers and catchers report for spring training. So uh, I had to shift gears really fast. It was, I was amped. I, I think I pulled out probably every jersey that I have. I uh, I, I put on my Niner red lipstick. I, I thought I had it all covered, but apparently it was not meant to be. So yeah, it was rough. Uh, and that's, that's the Monday morning you don't want to wake up to, I tell you what.
1: It is a very tough Monday morning if you're a San Francisco 49er fan. Why does the NFC Championship, when we lose, do this every time? Ten years ago, 2012 against the Giants, the Kyle Williams fumble. The following year, well, they go to the Super Bowl. I'll give you that. I actually went to that game. And then the year after that, the Richard Sherman tip. It's just all these games.
0: Well, you think about the tip. Think about the tip that we had this last game should have been caught and i don't know if it's a mental thing it's got to be a mental thing and there's just no way and so for that to happen in the fourth quarter i feel like ah almost feel robbed but i also feel like we did it to ourselves i know that i take it too emotionally you're probably the same way i know that shanahan's not calling me like we need a huddle and jenny let's go over what happened but I'm telling you what, that's what it feels like.
1: (laughs) All right, so let's go back to that game because the 49ers hold the Rams to a field goal, and it's 17-17. The 49ers have the ball uh, with about six minutes and some change left. I was thinking, same scenario that the 49ers were in when it was 10-10 against Green Bay the previous week, that the 49ers can run some clock and take this all the way down and maybe kick the field goal or score a touchdown. And I felt like they were in control, but they go three and out. And here's why the Rams controlled the game. They ran the football and the 49ers didn't their defensive line had fresh legs going up against a hobbled offensive line for San Francisco. And Aaron Donald was on a mission to get to the Super Bowl. He wrecked havoc on that line. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a good quarterback when everything's under control under Kyle Shanahan's system.
0: Again, and, and maybe you're you're much more pragmatic than I am, but go back to what Donald was doing on the sidelines. Did you see him amping up his team? Yes. Just before that last play. Now, here's the thing. The game is 50%, okay, probably 75% percent sport. But then the other 25% that gets you over those last few inches is – is your heart and, and, and your mental ability. And that's what Donald would, that's what he was doing on that sideline and it, and it counted. I didn't see that. I didn't see that from San
1: Francisco. And look, they had a great run. They beat Dallas and they beat green Bay. Anytime you, you can beat the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs and make Dallas Cowboy fans cry. And you have seen those memes of all that's those, a good
0: day. Yeah, that's a good oh, day. Oh, it
1: was it was incredible. And then, you know, my dad roots for the Packers. So that was a game where I thought the 49ers were gonna lose in zero degree weather in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, the number one seed, and the I 49ers mean, and, beat him. And
0: that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the emotional motivation that should have driven him through this entire game. But to be 17 and 17 and just blow it, I Ah, I it was, a, it was a rough, it was a rough Monday morning. Yes. I
1: tell you what, yes, it was last two drives. I know that the narrative was when George Kittle got that touchdown, the 49ers were up 17 to seven. I didn't really think anything of it. In fact, I didn't even really think about Kyle Shanahan blew yet another fourth quarter lead because the Rams were driving down the field. And then the third quarter ended the Rams were going to score a touchdown right there to make it 17, 14. What I was hoping for was the 49ers did not get tight. I really wanted them to go for it on that fourth and two. But you look at the law of averages. They had a second and one. They run the ball with Elijah Mitchell. He gets stuffed for a one-yard loss. It's now third and two. They move Trent Williams in motion, and they run the ball with Kyle Juszczyk. And he he runs for no gain. Now you got a fourth and two. I know they didn't have luck running the football against the Rams, But I really wanted them to go for it so they can continue to score because you knew the Rams were going to get their points.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I wanted wanted them to score to at least make it 20-14 to or 24-14. I just was hoping that they would continue playing aggressive because you knew the Rams were going to make their comeback.
0: Yeah, again, I'm not as smart on this stuff as you are. I am a fan, just I'm all heart. But I would tell you what you could see what, what we were doing and you could see it slowly slip through our fingers at that at that at the last minute and it was like six minutes is still a lot of time to play. Plenty of time and and just to let it go like that and then I have to watch, listen to that sports channel watch that sports channel where they're just digging on Jimmy G and then for the journalist to ask the question of Shanahan what are you going to do with Jimmy next year? It's like that's the most, maybe I'm, maybe I'm too emotional, but what an inappropriate question at an inappropriate time. Who does that at the, at the end of a season, you know, they just, I mean, they made it that far with Jimmy. So I, I hope you're not thinking of firing anybody anytime soon.
1: I love Jimmy Garoppolo, but my emotions got the best to me when he threw that interception hats off to Jimmy Garoppolo. He got us to a Super Bowl. He got us to an NFC championship. When he's healthy, he wins. And he wins for Kyle Shanahan, and I wish him the best of luck. I know that he's going to go to a good situation, maybe Washington, maybe Pittsburgh. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a job starting in the NFL. But the thing is, you paid all that money for Trey Lance. You, I let's know Jimmy start ha-
0: spending it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's yes. start spending it. And I like that, too. And I know we always focus a lot on, like – um where it's going but we did discuss this last time you and I chatted was he's ready he's been he's he's in he's in on the sidelines he's ready to play let's see where it goes but again it's there's courtesy to people you know that's I just sometimes it's easier for me to watch politics than some of these reporters out there that are like digging into these guys minutes after a lose like that I just didn't think it was very classy that's just my opinion
1: All right, so if Trey Lance is ready to play quarterback next year, the 49ers should be one of the favorites to make it back to the NFC Championship, or if not the Super Bowl. You look at the balance of power in the NFC with Tom Brady retiring. Aaron Rodgers might leave for Denver. You're looking at situations where the Rams are just going to get older. They have no draft picks for 2022. And Sean Payton stepped down as the coach for the Saints. So you look at all the situations in the NFC, it's up for grabs. They're talking about here in Georgia, they're talking about the Atlanta Falcons being the favorites in the NFC South just because Tom Brady retired and Sean Payton stepped down as coach of the Saints. That's how hungry these Falcons fans are. And if you think of that, you know that the NFC has to be wide open for next year.
0: Well, and I'm telling you what, these these quarterbacks – Look at the quarterbacks going into the Super Bowl. They are getting younger and younger. This is insane. Burroughs, wow. He's maybe it's just because I'm getting older, but so young and still in a rookie contract going to the Super Bowl. Holy smokes.
1: Yes. Joe Burrow, who he is about as confident as any quarterback mm-hmm. comes. Maybe Leading to the, his
0: own demise, but yes, true. he's a very confident guy.
1: <laughs> Leading the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1988. As much as you and I wanted a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. 88 wait, or
0: 89?
1: It's the 1988 season, 1989 Super Bowl in Miami. And as much as we wanted the Bengals and 49ers to play in the Super Bowl, oh, that, so beautiful. that Cincinnati Bengals team was special. They had Icky Woods doing the icky shuffle boomer esiason anthony muñoz they had hall of famers everywhere but one one did you see note about the super bowl you know who d- is doing the broadcast team for the super bowl who? al michaels and chris collinsworth do you know that chris, chris collinsworth collinsworth former wide receiver for the cincinnati Bengals.
0: oh I, good for him that's gonna be fun that
1: will be the biggest homer broadcast in the history of network broadcasting Chris Collinsworth loves the Cincinnati Bengals. A little salty to the 49ers for denying him two Super Bowl rings. That's fine. I'm happy for the community of Cincinnati and their loyal Bengals fans that continue to show up to the games. And they had just an incredible run this year. And I'm rooting for the Bengals. I know the Rams are a four-point favorite. Me too. I'm I'm absolutely.
0: Coming out of Sunday, I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do it. And, you know, every time I sit down and talk with you, you always get me all fired up. And then I end up going down the rabbit hole of research because I'm I'm not smart on it. It doesn't come second nature to me like it does you. And so I end up going down these rabbit holes and I'm like, these teams actually have not been to the Super Bowl in a very long time. So it's going to be great. And again, rejuvenate folks getting excited about football, less politicized and really enjoying the game again.
1: I like the fact that the Super Bowl is in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. You're going to have all the stars showing up another Super Bowl back-to-back years that the home team is actually in the host city. And what can you say about uh, the halftime performers at Super Bowl as well?
0: Ooh, it it's going
1: to be so good. It doesn't get any bigger L.A. than Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. They're the definition of L.A., you know, with Dre being from Compton and Snoop Dogg from the LBC.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And and if I weren't such a Niners fan, I'd be excited because they're going to reinstate themselves as the second football. not now that our Raiders are gone. The second uh, football team in L.A., But they're back. And that rivalry can be kicked up again. I mean, it's only fuel for the fire. So, terrible loss. But <laughs> I'm excited because we've got contenders. We're
1: back. This is a great rivalry. And I'm a sucker for a rivalry. All right, so let's talk about Los Angeles sports teams because there are no teams that I hate more than, oh. the, Do- than the Dodgers and the Lakers. <laughs> the Rams are starting to be a close third although I hate the Seahawks and Cowboys more than the than the Rams
0: after uh, Sunday's game I, I don't know they are they are a thorn in my side right now <laughs> so are the
1: Rams going to going to be a more hated rival for the Niners than the Seahawks cuz I'm wondering if the Seahawks are even going to have Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll together I mean, it looks like this, this NFC West is going to be Rams 49ers for a long time. No disrespect to Arizona, what they're doing with Kyler Murray, but they're just not on the same level as the Rams and 49ers. And, and the Seahawks are going to have to get some things right. I yeah, don't know. They've,
0: they've slipped off a little bit. And, and here's the thing if they don't show up at your 20, 25 meter mark, if they're not right in front of you, giving you a hard time. It's, it's hard to focus on them. I'm like you. I think the Rams are back. Yes, they were back last year. But I mean, in terms of rivalries and in terms of hating all sports in Southern California, Ah, they're there. And I think that this they just cinched it with the game on Sunday. I'm happy to hate them. Oh, yeah. I welcome them.
1: <laughs> I know you mentioned that pitchers and catchers allegedly you're supposed to report in a couple weeks. I know we are still got a lockout going in Major League Baseball.
0: We'll see. We'll see.
1: But the I Giants. To, I have
0: to have a horizon.
1: I will probably try to watch every single Giants and Dodgers game in the regular season. It is just going to be classic matchups. That opening day, probably Clayton Kershaw going up against Logan Webb. You know, I cringe when I think of the name Cody Bellinger, for what he mm. did in game five. Oh, no. It, th- this lineup D- doesn't it make you cringe. Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Cody Ballinger, Max Muncie. It's like a murderous row. Uh, all these lines they, have the-, they, they,
0: oh they have
1: the well, the 1927 <laughs> Yankees, they have this $300 million payroll. Uh, I they even got Albert Pujols, and he was on the bench. Oh, it's man. not fair. The Giants do it the right way, they won. 107 games in the regular season because they did it the right way i'm excited about the san francisco giants i know that when we get into baseball season we could talk about you know buster posey retired so i think joey bart is going to come up and be the next catcher for the giants but players like lamont wade and mike yastrzemski and they just have a, a mixture of veteran players like brandon belt and brandon crawford and then oh, they also proper. have, yeah.
0: And and here's the thing. Again, it goes back. Whatever sport it is, and I I know that you've got a lot of East Coasters out there that listen to you. But when you think about sport dynasties on the West Coast, it's always going to come back to the Bay Area every single time. And there's history there, and that's why they have such diehard fans. Note to owners: Stay in one place for for as long as you can, because having a fan
1: base is so important. Okay, and we'll we'll switch gears and talk about the Lakers because LeBron sat out his third straight game. The Los Angeles Lakers uh, have lost three straight. Uh, LeBron has not been in the lineup. They lost to the Hawks on Sunday. They're 24 and 27. They're currently in ninth place. Let's say they get everybody back. And let's say Russell Westbrook gets right. And you have Malik Monk coming off the bench and you have LeBron and AD and they're healthy going into the playoffs. Well, guess what, Jenny? they're going to either have to face the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors in that first round. Even with a healthy Lakers team, I do not see the Lakers getting past the Suns and the Warriors. The class act of the Western Conference. Uh, I don't think the Warriors are, are going to win a title this year, but I think that they are going to compete. I see them taking on the Phoenix Suns in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, I don't think anybody's beating the Suns. I think,
0: I think they're they're a true competitor and they can they can get in there and get, get done what needs to get done. But The thing is, when we talk about the Lakers, we've put so much on King James that it's like he can't carry the team. That's not his job. It is a team sport. And too many times we get down to these, we're getting to the finals and stuff, and this is where things fall apart. And three losses is really going to mentally hurt you.
1: All right, since we are, uh, we're both from the West Coast, let's shift gears to college basketball. Does Gonzaga win the entire championship this year is this their year uh,
0: uh no i don't think so
1: that's right I war eagle so. <laughs> Gen- no, Jenny? I... war war eagle it's all about the auburn tigers number one team in the country 20 and 1 they have the number one draft pick in the nba with jabari smith jr remember his dad used to play for sacramento i don't know if you remember that but the auburn I tigers remember
0: that so you're you're well past- I, my thing is if you can, if you can solidly say, yes, Gonzaga's going to win you, but you have to be super confident. And I just don't have that confidence. I don't think they're there yet. I just they, don't.
1: They are the Buffalo bills of oh, college basketball. <laughs> they have reached the final, went to the championship Ow. game against Baylor <laughs> last year. And then a couple of years before that they lost to North Carolina. So I'm just saying, uh, I think I think Auburn they gave Bruce Pearl a lifetime contract. I think Auburn is the clear cut favorite. I watched a basketball game uh, last week when they played Kentucky in Auburn, the biggest game in the history of Auburn, and they beat Kentucky 80 to 71. And Kentucky is pretty good. You know, they knocked off Kansas this past week. And right. Kansas. 80 to was ranked 71 fifth. is quite a spread. Yes. And so, so
0: I, I don't know. You I I I'm with you again. I don't, I'm not trying to <laughs> just agree with you all the time, but
1: no, no, just you can disagree have the confidence. with
0: me. No, no. I'm just saying it just, you ask, I'll tell, I, I just don't see it.
1: Here's the bottom line. When football season is over, we get into March Madness and I fill out a bracket and I'm the only person that I can think of that actually pays attention to college basketball in November. So okay, I- so
0: that's where you're this. Is, so, if we get to chat again during March Madness and in, in November, you're well versed. I'm going to be a learner when we talk, to the, talk about that because basketball, not my number one sport, but I love it. And especially when we get down to the nitty gritty, I'm all over it. But here's the thing I would love to learn from you because you're a wealth of information. So, those of your listeners that may not know and may have the same education level as me, I think it would be a great opportunity.
1: Hey, Jenny. Yeah. Are you ready to enroll in Bracketology 101?
0: I would be honored. Can I be in class of what is it? 2022?
1: Yes. So every week I am going to have my projected number one seeds, my projected number two seeds, the first four in the last four out. It's going to be fun. Just like they do on ESPN with Joe Lenardi. But let me tell you something. Georgia is not on the bubble. Georgia is terrible. (laughs) They are terrible at college basketball. What a disgrace. They got the Ant-Man a couple years ago. Tom Crean recruited Anthony Edwards, the number one recruit out of Georgia. All this basketball talent in the state of Georgia, and they got nothing to show for it. Georgia stinks. Georgia Tech stinks. Kennesaw State stinks. Mercer stinks. They all stink. There's no good georgia basketball team why do you
0: why do you think that is then why do you think that is is it facilities Uh.
1: it's facilities and now they have nil the good basketball players are going to the blue bloods because a, a team like kansas or duke or kentucky is going to pay their top players
0: yeah so i got another question how does this ncaa stuff come into play when it's about uh when we start talking about um sponsorships and things and I know that's been in the news I don't really follow it um, but does that play a factor
1: well I've noticed that there's a lot of commercials that have the college NIL I saw a, com- a commercial for investing that had the Georgia Tech logo you have college players like the quarterback from Clemson DJ Uyangalele that was in a uh, Dr. Pepper commercial so now your big-time college athletes are in commercials and they're getting paid for it
0: Okay, so that was my question. They are getting paid for it then.
1: Yes, they can now benefit on the NIL. They're not getting money from the university. They're able to get money from signing autographs, being in commercials, being so in video regular games. Sp-
0: regular
1: Yeah, regular sponsorships.
0: Is it any different? Sorry that, again, I'm not very smart on this, but um, is it any different than what um, professional players do when it comes to their uh, sponsorships is that different
1: well the professional players do have endorsements i I don't know a college player that has a shoe deal yet i'll have to look that one up but i know it's coming i know that there is going to be a flashy college player that will probably sign with nike or adidas in the near future
0: but it's now legal
1: yes it is now legal
0: I I just feel like in the news, I was kind of convoluted. And I'm always like, well, wait, is this a yay or a nay? Is it across the board? Is it all sports? Is it just certain sports? I mean, I just feel like it's not very clear on what that is.
1: Yeah, you make some good points, Jenny. Uh, I got to tell you, it is quite an honor for you to be back on this show after being on the podcast last week. But I have made strides in this podcast, and we've done some breakthrough things. Uh, like this podcast is now simultaneously streamed live on WQEE 99.1 in Noonan, Georgia. I really appreciate the station manager, Ryan O'Neill, for hooking this up and giving me this time slot afternoon drive in Noonan, Georgia. Had our first episode yesterday. It sounded great. Jenny, you are now not only on my podcast, but you're also on the radio.
0: Hey, I'm excited for this next chapter in your career. I think you're great at what you do. I've always said that. Again, thank you for having me. I've got a lot to learn, but I love putting my input in. So thanks again for having me. It's good to be here.
1: Yes, and I hope that you come back on the podcast next week because starting next week, we are going to be dedicated to everything Super Bowl. And I'm talking Super Bowl trivia, Super Bowl snacks, the halftime show, the over and under prop bets. How long is the national anthem going to be all that good stuff?
0: I am in, I am your girl. You just give me the word and I will be there.
1: All right. Thanks. That was Jenny Fisher on the sports beat with Richard Holdridge. Thank you once again for listening to my podcast and don't forget to like and subscribe to my Facebook channel. And also you can download this podcast on Apple podcasts. It's called, the sports beat with richard holdridge thank you to all my listeners that are listening via podcast or 99.1 wqee thank you everybody and have a good night bye everybody
0: you've been listening to the sports beat with richard Holdridge. we invite you to download and subscribe you can find us on anchor spotify google cast stitcher itunes or wherever fine podcasts are found